Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Citizens and Perfectville and Doll fans everywhere, football might be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to where the next head coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right, 50-5-0. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. And it's not just basketball. No, no, no. Not just basketball, ladies and gentlemen. Bet Online's your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. The coverage is the best in the business, from sports right down to your Vegas casino games. Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Sam Marcou, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, the birthday boy himself, Dr. Christopher Colon. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Great. How can I not be, if you alluded to? Uh, as of recording, tomorrow is my uh, my birthday, so... I uh, have today off, Friday off, uh, house to myself. I'm just hanging out, doing a podcast, slept in a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm going to start day drinking probably soon. And uh, it's pretty sweet. And it's really the last weekend before like a crazy travel schedule for my son's rugby. So totally enjoying this weekend, having friends and family over tomorrow. It's going to be great. Well, happy birthday to you. You turn a young 35 years old, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, I know you already were oh, yeah. partying. We talked a little bit off air. I think you went to bed at four, had to wake up at seven to get young Zach to his weightlifting class. So uh, maybe a little bit of a miscalculation of your time. I can tell you from 35 on, you can't do that anymore. This is the last time at 34. So next year, you're going to be in bed by like 10 p.m. and consider it a successful night. No more of this 4 a.m. stuff for you, sir. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I've had that conversation with people before. I had Zach so young. I didn't get those days in the twenties, right? I, I mean, I had Zach at twenty, so that means I was raising an infant, a toddler in my mid, early twenties, late twenties. He was seven, eight years old. Um, so now, as he's gotten older, Charlotte and I have more mixed into like, hey, let's like do what we missed out on. Sure, but physically, we cannot handle it. <laughs> like, I'm just on the struggle bus right now. You told me about a segment, and I went, let me go get a diet soda so I can get some caffeine. Like, that's like something my grandma would say. Yeah, you need to stretch out and you know limber up in order to uh, talk. I mean, that's that's the reality. But no, man, it's it's fun. It's good to see you having a good time. And and I've actually hung out with you in Charlotte and Young Zach. He was very very young at the time. And uh, I know you said you missed out on those days because you had Zach Young. But I remember waking up going, "Ouch, my head hurts." Damn that, Chris Collin. 
Yeah, not that night. That night we have pictures <laughs> of proof of you laying on a mountain that's pile of beer cans. So that was that was a lot of fun in a very small apartment. Like that was really fun. <laughs> yeah, that was uh that was a lot of fun. And then uh, we actually went to that uh, Carolina Panthers Miami Dolphins game on a Thursday night where Ricky Williams went went crazy. Uh, actually, uh, D'Angelo Williams went crazy too, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, and Chad I chipped- Penny to Devon Bess. Yep, was uh, a big big deal on that last drive. That was huge. Yeah, the good old days, man. And uh, speaking of the good old days, one of the old good old boys from those good old days uh, also joined the Mike McDaniel staff of awesomeness, as I am now calling it. Um, we, we talked about Love Sam it. Madison and Wes Welker joining the staff, but uh, we've actually added Patrick Sertan back into the mix here, Chris. Uh, we're seeing photo ops. You, you actually tagged me on Twitter with it with Sam Madison and Patrick Sertan in the Dolphins gear, standing on the sidelines, being assistant coaches and looking as cool as hell as ever. Uh, your thoughts, I already know them, but your thoughts on Patrick Sertan rejoining the Miami Dolphins alongside his running mate, Sam Madison, under the tutelship, tutelship, mentorship, let's say, of Mike McDaniel. You know, it's a coach of awesomeness. Is that what they're calling it? I said the staff of ops, awesomeness. Staff of awesomeness. But, uh, love it. Yeah. I love it. Great nickname. Perfect. We touched on Welker Madison before, like you said. Uh, Sertan, <laughs> I tweeted about this. Uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, I'll give you a summary. I tweeted, I said, uh, this feels like a fever dream, like for Dolphin fans. Like, we're just like, I have a feeling Mike McDaniel uh, went out and he's got legitimate coaches, Sam Madison and Wes Walker. And I'll pre- preface this with not saying, I'm not saying Patrick Sertan's not a legitimate coach, but he's not like in the NFL ranks and circles. He played in the NFL. His son is in the NFL. He was coaching at, St. Thomas Aquinas High School, like, you know, it's a high school coach. Um, and I, f- I feel like Mike McDaniel is like, you know what? We got to complete this package. We got Sam. We got to get Patrick. And uh, let's see what he's doing. He's five minutes down the road. Why not have him come in as a defensive assistant? He gets his foot in the door. Um, and and, and he, he, Mike McDaniel wasn't a former NFL player, but this just reeks of, and maybe not reeks not the great word, but it, it sniffs of, it passes a sniff test of Mike McDaniel wanting to get as many guys their start as possible. That happened for him when he came in and he's doing video, video coordinator stuff, sc- uh, scouting and helping the coaches and things like that. Assistant wide receivers, just kind of get them in the door. That way he can now be a part of that chain of now Sam gets moved up to defense coordinator somewhere. He can bump up the defensive backs coach. And then he could just follow that that train through the NFL. So it's just a fever dream. It's crazy uh, to see Wes Walker uh, looking amazing, but just slightly older and just wiser, but back in Dolphin stuff and the new logo. Sam and Pat as well, a little gray in their beard, but still looking at like Sam and Pat, like we remember in Dolphins gear. It just is fantastic. And Mike McDaniel just crushed it. Well, and like you said, uh, you, you you sent me the clip, and I think it's been widely spread across the internet. But um, you know, Mike McDaniel joking that Wes Welker and Patrick Sertan are going to go one on one at the end of meetings or uh, end of practices, barring any old man injuries. You know, kind of just placates right into what you were talking about. Is having a coach who's actually fun, who uh, who you know takes it seriously, but at the same time doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, and the thing about Patrick Sertan, like you said, he he's a high school coach, but he's developed talent uh, through his. DNA, as well as a coach that has made it to the NFL. I mean, his son, Patrick Sertan II, was a very, very high draft pick by the Denver Broncos last year, performed very well, went to Alabama. He has had players that he has coached and helped coach 
at the high school level that are now in the NFL as well. So he is actually, in my opinion, somebody who is probably underrated as a coach in terms of his talent to coach. He just needed somebody to give him that shot. Like you talked about Mike McDaniel and possibly Sam Madison. I'm assuming Sam Madison put in a good word for his old buddy there um, to bring him in because he's a very good developmental coach, very similar to Sam Madison. Sam Madison coached up those guys at Kansas city who were, you know, considered to be, you know, not very talented and he made them legitimate starters. I'm curious what this means for somebody like Noah Igbenogany, who I think we've all written off and maybe rightfully so, but you know, Xavier Howard's very, very good. Byron Jones, very, very good. Nick Needham, if he comes back, has, has developed into a very good cornerback and actually somebody who I think would benefit from these two coaches as well. But I'm curious if a reclamation project of Noah Igbenogany, former first-round pick at this point, has bust written all over him, um, might benefit from somebody who's got more of a developmental touch in terms of developing talent, untapping you know, that potential uh, and less of like a finishing or master class, but more of like, hey, cornerback 101 in the NFL and see what Patrick Sertan and or Sam Madison can do. Yeah, just knowing how Brian Flores' personality was, um, he could have been one of those guys where Noah was progressing and did one thing wrong and he just shut the door on him and stopped yeah. you know, caring or coaching him up. This might be the big thing he needs. I'm not saying it's going to be. The only thing I'll say on it is he has nowhere else to go but sure. up. Uh, so why not bring in Sam Madison, Patrick Sertan, and see? I mean, I can see Patrick Sertan being his personal coach, like where Sam and Mike McDaniel come in and they're like, look, you're an assistant. I'll ask you for help or here and there. Here's your project. Yeah. Fix Noah I. Because there's a reason why guys were talking him up in the SEC and he was a first-round draft pick. We need to tap into that again and get his, get his confidence back. Yeah, no, I'm not putting that pressure on Patrick Sertan to turn him into a Hall of Fame cornerback or anything like that. I'm just curious if, like you said, maybe that's his special project of can you get this guy at least, you know, competent and on the field because he was a healthy scratch pretty much throughout the entire season. Same with Preston Williams, which is another one you talked about, Wes Wilker. Preston Williams is a free agent. It doesn't look like Preston Williams is going to be coming back to the Miami Dolphins, but I think ultimately the Miami Dolphins have the decision um, fully because he's a restricted free agent, which means I think we pretty much control whether or not we want to bring him back or not. And if we do, I'm curious with him working with Wes Welker uh, because it seemed like Preston Williams got into Brian Flores' doghouse and was not able to get out. Very similar to Noah Igbenogane. I'm curious if these are, again, reclamation projects that can be salvaged under the Mike McDaniel regime, whereas Brian Flores pretty much called it quits with both those guys. Yeah, possibly. Um, 49ers, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a Shanahan thing or a McDaniel thing. Other than Debo Samuel, Samuel and uh, George Kittle, I couldn't name another receiver on their team. Like they almost like they brought in whoever and they run the same offense and those guys get open, they make catches and they went to the NFC Championship game with that. Um, I don't know. Hopefully he's not the type that's going to go, yeah, it worked there, so let's just not bring in talent. And he brings in talent. But we need to surround guys uh, like Jalen Waddle and hopefully Mike Kaseki uh, with talent around them to help Tua. One thing I, I'm, you brought up, Wes Walker, I'm interested in, and, and a lot of people, some people brought it up with Mike McDaniel being hired, but I'm very interested in seeing is uh, Lynn Bowden. Mm. Lynn Bowden with, and Waddle with, with Welker. I mean, that guy, I've watched a few clips of Welker coaching, and the way he talked to Debo and told him how to just like little things, like make him think you're going over the top and then, you know, spin and break to, to the inside for the quarterback in the zone coverage or uh, run them off on a, on a fade route and then just slam on the brakes and you got a you know 15 yard hitch or something. 
Um, and for him to be able to break it down and explain it as somebody that did it in the NFL at a high level, um, as an undersized, slower receiver, um, he had to do those things, right? We say that about Zach Thomas all the time. He wasn't the fastest, he wasn't the strongest. So what do you have to do? He had to prepare, he had to watch film, he had to do the little things that other people weren't doing because they can get away with it with talent that he didn't have, that he can coach and teach these guys with talent to be able to take advantage of and be that more explosive, like a Waddle or Lynn Bowden. So uh, Preston Williams, I think he's probably, unless it's a team-friendly, no guarantee or something, one-year shot, um, I think he goes somewhere else and probably balls out, of course. Yeah, and it's interesting you say that about Wes Welker, too, because I think he went to Texas Tech just like Zach Thomas did, and they're both being undersized at their positions and kind of hardworking and you know, may- basically being better than what their talent allowed them to be. Uh, kind of an interesting, Zach by far outpaced Wes Welker in that department, but uh, very similar style you know, mindsets, I think, between those two, one offense, one defense. Um, to your point, the only other wide receiver I could name on the Niners legit, and I'm around this team a lot out here on the West Coast, is Brandon Ayuk, who was uh, a first-round pick. Somebody the Dolphins actually wanted, but the Niners traded up and got him, and then instead we went with Noah Ibenogane, ironically enough, given the conversation that we had, uh, because we actually traded back. If you remember, the, the Niners jumped up, got Ayuk, and then we traded back with the Packers and and went like two or three spots down and grabbed. That's the big they got Jordan Love with. Yes, exactly right. So uh, mm, the 49ers the fucked everybody <laughs> with that Brandon Ayuk. Uh, but that's about the only other one. I mean, it, it, to your point, he was a first round pick. Debo Samuel was a second round pick. George Kittle was a fifth rounder. So wow. to your end, I, I mean, talent is talent. And if you can find it and you know how to tap into it and scheme correctly and develop players it really doesn't matter where you draft him and we're going to talk about the draft actually in segment three because i have some thoughts on where the miami dolphins might use their draft capital or whatever you want to call it this year because leading up to that we do have the combine so we're obviously going to be there we're going to be watching that Um, but we also have free agency coming up here in uh, early to mid-march here chris and the miami dolphins as everyone knows who's listening to this has more money than any other team out there to spend now there are at least three players that I think the Miami Dolphins fan base would love to come back. And that's going to be Mike Gesicki, tight end, Emmanuel Ogba, defensive end or edge. And I don't know where we went from defensive end to edge. It's kind of cool. But like at some point, like, I don't know, I still call people defensive ends. And I don't even know if that's a position anymore. And then you also have um, Nick Needham. So Nick Needham is one of the best nickel cornerbacks in the game he was developed actually with josh boyer and this defense side note by the way we can put it all to rest josh boyer as we talked about on this show a couple of weeks ago chris was the defensive play caller for the entire season of 2021 so everybody who was pulling out their hair and screaming running around going oh my god josh boyer was kept you know what he was the guy that actually was calling the plays during the win streak as well we talked about that gerald alexander's wife had actually mentioned that on twitter and i I picked up on that and she was like no brian flores didn't call the plays josh boyer did and then gerald alexander at the time was like you need to delete this stuff you're going to get me in trouble so kind of a fun little twitter controversy between husband and wife anyway that aside um we have those three guys. I think everyone else is kind of expendable. That's a free agent for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, Matt Collins, sure, I think he's earned his right to come back on maybe a two-year contract, but that's not going to be anything that breaks the bank. Um, the Miami Dolphins have the ability, Chris, to get even more money by cutting some people strategically. Keith and Carter comes to mind. Uh, there's a few others here that I think if they were to let go, Jesse Davis, where they can maybe get another 10 to $15 million to play with. <clears throat> In my opinion, the Miami Dolphins' strength this offseason is not in draft picks. We have draft picks, but we don't have you know an abundance of them. It's in free agency. 
We have more money than anybody else. Knowing how we're set up, where Chris Greer is responsible for executing the vision of the head coach, in this case, Mike McDaniel, knowing that Mike McDaniel does everything he can to play to the strengths of his team, whether it's on the field and I'm assuming off, I have to assume that Mike McDaniel, Chris Greer, and the Miami Dolphins are going to be big spenders. They're going to use the thing that's to their advantage, in this case, cap room, to make their team better. Am I wrong in thinking that? They have to. And I think I've said this before where I'm done drafting positions like linemen where you need to go out and just get a guy that you know can fucking play because we obviously, as of up to this point, um, couldn't develop them. Now, that changes a little bit, my opinion, with now the hires of the coaches. I really like Applebaum. I think he's a great coach, and I think he can do wonders and develop. It's it's interesting thing. I, I think he might be excited to work with like an Austin Jackson, a Robert Hunt, and uh, Solomon Kinley, where he's like, hey, these guys have been just like completely abused, and 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 uh, and Liam Eikenberg, where they just switch out of position. They didn't know where they're going to play up until like the last preseason game. They're getting switched around. Let's set them in a position. Let's teach them. Let's make sure they get better. And then all of a sudden, you have these hidden gems that are absolutely terrible. Uh, like a perfect example is Billy Turner. I mean, we absolutely <laughs> roasted that guy as along with uh, uh, Thomas, um, where it just became a running gag that they were part of the joke of like ridiculous predictions every week. And uh, now sitting here, he's at the he's a starting right tackle for a, a perennial NFC playoff team in the Green Bay Packers. So what happened? Right? Was it coaching? Was it? something in the water down there. So yeah, there's a possibility that the apple bomb can coach them up, but you have to go get linemen. I don't care if you have to trade for one, uh, go out there and get veteran linemen. Cause that's the one big thing we've been missing is that veteran presence on the offensive line. And it's going to help huge. Yeah. And you know, we, we did that a little bit with Brian Flores when he first came in. I mean, Eric flowers was a perfect example as, as a, as a left guard, you know, he came into the league as a left tackle, didn't do great, but got switched to left guard and did very well. And then when he played for us, he did very well. And then all of a sudden he was gone. And it was like, I don't understand why we got rid of the one veteran that we had on this line that was doing very, very well. And actually, you know, we talked to Richmond Webb multiple times on this show. He said it best. These guys lack confidence that it was his diagnosis of this offensive line for the Miami Dolphins in 2021 is like they have talent. You know, he, he's a he's a should be a Hall of Fame left tackle. He understands talent, game recognized game, as they say. I'm sure they still say that. I don't know. I'm out of the demographic of knowing what they say, and you will be tomorrow. But the <laughs> Richmond Webb nailed it. He's like, these guys are in their own heads. They don't know what the snap count is. They don't know what their responsibilities are. It's not that they don't have the physical tools to do it. I mean, they can put their hands in the right spot. They can place their feet in the right area. They just don't have any sort of confidence. And part of that is due to the coaching. Part of that is due to the scheme. Uh, you know, it, it has less to do with the physical talent and skill set of those players and more to do with, you know, what's going on around them. So part of this could be fixed just through coaching. But I'm looking at some of these offensive line pieces that are out there and some of the obvious ones, Brandon Scherf out of the Washington Commanders, uh, Lakin Tomlinson out of the San Francisco 49ers, who really came into his own uh, this past year, ended up becoming a pro bowler. Uh, there's a young kid out of the Bears who I think is a right guard, if I'm not mistaken, possibly a left guard, who I think Chris Kaufman originally uh, shined a light on, and then some others have picked this up. He's 24 years old. He's an interior lineman, and he plays a zone scheme wonderfully well. Um, so I do think this is where they're going to spend their money. I think they're going to spend their money on offense. It would not surprise me, and we'll talk about 
the, the draft here in just a little bit, if we actually have more draft picks that are used on defense than we maybe expect right off the bat. But I, I'm expecting at least one offensive lineman, if not two, in free agency. I'm expecting at least one decent name in the wide receiver ranks. And I expect something with a tight end position, whether that's Mike Gesicki or that's Mike Gesicki's replacement, because there are some really good tight ends, very talented tight ends that are free agents this year. And again, and when you start looking at where the money should be spent, those are the positions where we can get, you know, fat real quick um, just by spending some money, which is what the Miami Dolphins have plenty of this year. Yeah. The, what's the reason of having so much cap space if you're not going to use it? Like it, it just, let's roll it over next year. No, like we don't know where we're going to be next year. We don't know, you know, who Russia is going to invade next year. You, you, you play for now, you spend your money and you get free agents. Um, my thing is this, Mike McDaniel's coming in and he's super run heavy. I mean, just like big time. Yeah. And we're missing offensive linemen and running backs, <laughs> both things that you need to run heavy. So you're absolutely spot on. That that's where we're going to go in free agency, possibly a receiver. I'd hate to get a, a, a tight end when you have Gasecki. However, the tight end coach had come out and say that you know you got to block, and and I hope he doesn't block me on Twitter, which is the only type of blocking he seems to be able to do. Um, but my, that's not Mike Gasecki's strongest suit. I think he could do it. Sure. I, I mean, I really do. You mentioned Chris Coffin. He did a thing where uh, our run percentage and our yards were better actually with him on the field and when we ran the ball. So maybe that's just a common misconception that somebody heard from Mel Kuyper during the draft and ran with it. Um, no pun intended, run with it. Um, but yeah, you have to get Lyman, but maybe a Leonard Fournette at running back. Um, but you, you have to build up the offense. His defense right now, I'm not saying is 100% perfect. We need some linebackers. Um, and uh, But other than that, really, we're solid. So yeah, it's going to go. 90% offense. I think that's where you have to spend the money in free agency. You have the money. The talent is out there. I mean, and again, I'm looking at my prediction, if you want to call it that, a couple of offensive linemen. We need a couple of veterans, which was kind of my point about Eric Flowers and Richmond Webb. Eric Flowers set the tone a couple of years ago. This is how you line up. This is what we're doing. This is how you conduct yourself as a professional. They didn't have any of that. Even their coach was a rookie. So it's not like they had you know, the, uh, anybody to model the way of how to do this. So I think a couple of veterans on the offensive line makes a ton of sense to me. And then you also have some wide receiver talent out there, and we have the money to spend it. And I do think there is room in that wide receiver room. Uh, beyond Jalen Waddle, beyond Devontae Parker, who I think should stay, by the way. I, I know a lot of people are saying he should be gone. I think he should stay. I think he he's valuable at the contract he's at, and he just changes that offense when he's there. Uh, Lynn Bowden Jr., and then maybe even a Matt Collins to fill out the back end of that roster, and you go get a wide receiver as well. I don't know. You know, It's deep in, in the draft with wide receivers this year. I don't expect us to use a high draft pick on a wide receiver. And then tight end. I have a plan for the running backs. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like Chase Edmonds. He's a free agent, possibly. James Conner is out there. Uh, Tony Pollard, who I don't know if Dallas is even going to let go, but he's got some miles still left on his legs. There's some good running backs out there that they could also spend on. But yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be offensive heavy come free agency. And I think defensively, um, it's going to be more of a finishing school. I think there's going to be a couple of pieces, maybe a linebacker, maybe a defensive back, um, possibly another defensive lineman or edge rusher, which again is deep in the draft that you could actually uh, spend some draft capital on. I'm going to say a name right now, since we're doing many predictions that um, maybe people might not think about, but Miami Dolphins, great. Matt Burita. 
watch out for him. He's a free agent leaving Buffalo, had his best year of his career with Mike McDaniel as coach of the 49ers. I could see him coming back with a new coaching staff and, a, and the coaches that know how to use him because we saw the highlights in the 49ers and he got here and we're like, what the hell happened to that guy? <laughs> like, right. So yeah. um, that's just a very low cost guy that maybe replaces a, a, an Ahmed and upgrades the position with the coaching and the ability to use them. I can see that guy coming in. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a good zone fit as is Philip Lindsay who ran the zone in Denver and did very well. So, yeah. I mean, there might be some in-house candidates to um, make this run game, you know, just better based on scheme more than anything else. But uh you know, that would be a surprise if Matt Breda come back. But uh, speaking of surprises, we're going to go take a break. We're going to have a nice commercial break. And then we have a surprise, ladies and gentlemen. It is Chris Cullen's birthday, and we are throwing him a surprise party right after these words. It's break time here in the town of Perfectville, but I have to ask everybody listening right now this question. What's more important than peace of mind? <laughs> Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for. To give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 per month. You heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. Let me go ahead and repeat that in case you didn't hear me. You get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Head to NordVPN today and thank me later. Now back to the show. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Chris Cullen's birthday, and I have decided to throw him a surprise party right here on the podcast. And everyone's invited, all the citizens as well as special guests. Chris, uh, you were so loved, my man. You have so many people that are here today that just uh, want to talk to you, and they've all gotten you presents. I, I can't. I'm looking at the presents here, and and you see who's in the room right here. It's it's an amazing guest list. Everybody you could ever imagine is here for you. I mean, surprise, by the way. Uh, how are you feeling right now with your Miami Dolphins? Welcome to Perfectville Surprise Birthday Party. This is amazing. My, my wife's throwing me a party tomorrow. I got a Perfectville party today. This is like, uh, I don't know, halfway to 70. Must be something big and special. This is cool, man. I, I'm excited. Look at all these people here. This is, I can't, oh my God, like it's crazy. They're, they're filing in. I mean, you just saw who walked in the room right now. This is insane. I mean, let's just get to it because we're going to run. We're not, we're, there, there's just no way if we keep talking, Chris, that we're going to be able to get through all of these. And they all have gifts. They all have presents here. It's, it's, it's amazing. So let's just get to the first one. Get, get over here. Get over here. This, this actually, you know exactly who this guy is. Uh, this oh is the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungavailoa. He is here, ladies and gentlemen, and he has a gift for Chris. Tua, just go ahead and give that gift over to Chris. Let's just have him open it right here on the air. Uh, Chris, amazing. Starting quarterback, QB1, oh my God. Tua Tungavailoa with a gift Tua. for you. Tua, thank you, man. Like taking your time out of your offseason, working out. Uh, I'm 
He's opening up the gift here, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, he's got it open. What? What is it, Chris? To uh, you didn't have to, bro. A whole new set of Callaway golf clubs. Wow. We can go golfing together. Are you serious? You golf in the off season? Holy shit, that's awesome. I need it. I've had like a same pair of like shitty Dunlop Kmart golf clubs for the last like 10 years too. I like I needed these. Like I'm so excited to hit the links and spring's coming. So the weather is getting warm here in Charlotte. Thank you so much, dude. Like, thank you. Mahalo. Like, yeah, th- this sure. is this is amazing because not only does he golf during the off season, he actually golfs during the season. In fact, if, if I'm looking, do, are those your old clubs, Tua? They have TT inscribed on the handle there. I think was oh, you don't need them anymore now that McDaniel's here. Got it. Okay, well, that's an amazing gift, Chris. I mean, Tua yes. just gave you his engraved personal. Now, here's the problem: I might need to take that because Tua's left-handed. So, I mean, I might need not those. When he's I'm golfing, he's not. He's only left-handed when he throws the football, buddy. We'll check the videos. See, this is why there's controversy about Tua as the QB one. But uh, there you go. You got yourself a nice set of Callaway golf clubs from QB1 Tua Tungabailoa. What an amazing first gift to have at your surprise party here. Um, here here's actually another one. This is actually uh, a former <clears throat> Miami Dolphins wide receiver Chris Chambers is actually here Chris he just walked in the door he's got a really really mm-hmm. big gift he's got a really really big present that he wants to give to you Chris get o- get on over here Chris Chris Chambers I should say there it is there it is that is that looks heavy Chris I mean I, I don't know but it looks kind of heavy go ahead and open that up let's see what Chris Chambers got Chris Cullen for his birthday all right CC thanks man Open. That's good wrapping. Thank you. That's awesome. it's a big present. Uh, it's empty. What? There's not. There's nothing in the box. It's. It's uh. It's an empty box. It's an empty box. Chris Chambers got you a big present, but it's just an empty box. Yeah. No, wow. Nothing showed up. Nothing showed up inside. And he's just, he never showed up and look at that. Well, oh, he's gone. He's not even here. He, he, he left already. He left the party. He dropped off the present, an empty box and then left. Maybe fall on his car or something and he'll, he'll get back to us. That's what he's doing. He's, he's going to get back to us here uh, soon. Soon he'll come back with the actual, it must've fallen out the bottom. That's yeah. I'm, I'm sure he feels awful. Yeah. I appreciate right. the sentiment. Yeah. yeah well, okay. So we have, we have a, a set of, <laughs> We have a set of golf clubs and empty promises so far from the two first guests that dropped off. <laughs> Best birthday ever. We're never going to get a cover in a player on a show. Oh, boy. Well, uh, this, this next guy coming in here. Actually, this is, I don't know if you know who this guy is here, Chris, but uh, he is actually from the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he represents all of Canton, Ohio's most cherished treasure, the Hall of Fame. He is here today, which I invited him because you're a two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. And the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which I am a huge fan of, as you know, uh, is here today to present something to you, Chris Cullen. Um, His name is John. And he's here. He's got a small little gift. It almost looks like like a card or something. I don't know what it is. Why don't you go ahead and open that up and let us know what the Pro Football Hall of Fame is presenting to you. All right. Yeah, it is a card. Let's uh, just open up the envelope here. Are you fucking serious, John? I, I think his name is John. John, are you serious? Uh, 
a playing card from Tony Baselli. It's half the size of a normal card because you don't even need a full card to, to do all of his career stats. Are you kidding me, John? Hey, come here. I want to talk to you, John. Come here. Let's talk about Zach. Let's, let's talk about Zach Thomas. Let's talk. Let's talk. Yeah, you fucking leave. Get out of my party. What? He, gave, he got you a Tony Baselli playing card. That I mean, that's a nice gift. He's a Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli. Yeah, I'll use it to wipe my ass. Fuck Tony Baselli. <laughs> Well, this party is going south. We got uh, we got used golf clubs, an empty promise box, and a Tony Baselli Hall of Fame rookie card, which actually was worth some money. I feel bad, John. John came all this way, and you just you threw the card like a ninja star, and it hit John right in the back of that. He's dead now. He just he's dead in your living room. I I I feel bad. This surprise party is going. Seems like so are the chances of Zach Thomas going to the Hall of Fame, which just really pisses me off. You can get me started on that again on my birthday, all times. This is uh. We got to redeem ourselves here. We we got we got to figure out a way to turn this party around. Which, you know, <clears throat> here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. You know what? I, I made some calls. I, I was gonna save this to the end, but let's just do it now because we got to turn this party around here, Chris. The Miami Dolphins are here. The entire like the building, the stadium, Stephen Ross, Chris Greer, everybody is here. The logo, TD, the mascot. Nobody's in it. It's just a weird dead fluffy dolphin carcass because nope the guy couldn't make it he had another arrangement as a clown at a party but anyway everybody is here the miami dolphins got you a gift i don't know what it is they wouldn't even tell me chris what this was but let's just see uh it's 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 a decent sized product uh, president it fits right here on your lap dolphins why don't you bring this over here give chris the present wow. chris let's see what this is what did the miami dolphins give chris colin for his 35th birthday we got aqua and orange paper and everything. I don't even want to rip it open. Uh, oh, wow. There's a couple things in here. Oh, yeah. It's a promise to go to the playoffs next year. Are you kidding me? It's like a handwritten sign by Mike McDaniel. Dude, thank you. Mike, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. You're cool as shit, man. Oh, what's this? It's a picture of me on the elevator. On the elevator doors? You guys wow. put me on the elevator doors? That's fantastic. Celebrating my birthday? This is great. Oh, my God. Thank you. Like, that's cool. All the players see me. Oh, that's where Tua recognized me from. He saw me, he said. Oh, my God. Well, thank you, Tua. Thank you, guys. That's fantastic. Playoffs? That's what I'm talking about. That's, I mean, thank you. that's all I wanted for, like, 20 years. This is great. It only took you yeah, two decades. Well, isn't this nice, ladies and gentlemen? We had some bad presents and some bad guests, but now... We've got Chris Cullen on the elevator. I wonder what picture they used of you on the elevator. And uh, they got you a promise note for the playoffs next season. Now, that seems like a good gift. I think we've turned this. We've righted the ship here, Chris. I think we're doing well. How are you feeling? Yeah, out of the multiple guests here, um, other than John's bitch ass and Chris Chambers ghosting me for some reason, um, Tua and the Miami Dolphins made me happy. So, Man, maybe that is an omen for things to come. That would be a great birthday gift. Well, it, and we got one more gift to give out here. And this is actually a dual gift. Um, this actually comes from Omar Kelly, beat writer for the Sun Sentinel. And it's co-signed by Dallas Thomas, former offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, uh, who uh, famously was, was maybe 
this is kind of embarrassing, Chris. I mean, we had the fuck Omar Kelly campaign for an entire year, and we had the Dallas Thomas Award that we gave out weekly during the season for the worst player on the Miami Dolphins. This is a little awkward. I'm surprised they showed up. I, I They must have been on the group invite. I forgot to take their emails off. I'm so sorry that they're here, but they have a present that comes from both of them. Um, they, they insist that you open it right now. Uh, sure. uh, here you go. Here, here, Omar, Dallas. Um, feel free to present your present to Chris now. Hey, okay. Yeah, cool. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys. Had to show up. It's, it's nice though. Yeah. yeah. Men be, you know, making amends. Uh, oh, card first. Card first. Okay. Let me open the card. Eat shit and die. Signed Omar and Dally. Okay. Uh, the uh, present, I guess. It's one of those ironic cards, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's like that restaurant where they're like meme you. On yeah, purpose. yeah, yeah. Dick's Probably. Last Resort. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there it is. Let's, let's do the present. That just good. <clears throat> it's a turd. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not so, terrible. So the card that's says a human turd. That's a human turd. <laughs> Actually, hold on. This. Uh, let me open. I think this part fell. I'm going to open up this part of it because the card said "Eat shit and die," and you just open up a present, and it was a turd, and. I just opened up the other part of this and it's, it's a handgun with one bullet. Um, wow. I, maybe this wasn't one of those ironic dicks last resort. You know what, Omar and Dallas, there's the door. Yeah. Just it's open. Just like the way you used to block Dallas. Just get out of this, get the fuck out of this party. We don't need you guys here anymore. Get out of here. You're ruining everything. It's funny. Dallas was actually on roller skates. I, we always joked about it, but he roller skated in there. That's weird. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought the present was going to be. I thought he was going to give you a pair of his old roller skates, but apparently uh, he's still wearing them. And he just, Omar actually just pushed him and he skated all the way out of your front door there. Um, wow. That, picture them like White Goodman and Dodgeball getting on the scooter and flipping him off. They're like, just he's pushing him on roller skates, flipping me off on the way out of the apartment. That's great. Well, hey, good party. I, it was a fun party. You know, it, it, it's good. There's the, the food was really good. You know, a lot of Hawaiian barbecue. Thank you to his dad for, for barbecuing here today. And, you know, I, I, there was some really good presents. There were some really awful presents, but uh, you know, it's a party and I tried, if nothing else, I tried here, Chris, and uh, we got to go, we got to clean this mess up. Um, I mean, it's just Jeff Zaganina, our old defensive tackle. He, he, he threw up in your toilet. So we have to go clean that up. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, that's just another random white 92. I don't know. That's not Jeff's good. You know, that's, oh, that's Zach Sealer. Okay. Well, anyway, we got to clean up this party and we're going to come back and talk about the draft and close out this very special edition of Welcome to Perfectville. Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you. Woo! Citizens of Perfectville, you know, I know, we all know that tons of people take multivitamins. But it's important to choose one that is of top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. I don't even know what that last one is, but you're getting it with Athletic Greens. Their special brand of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar, and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. That's all there is to it. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supportive vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com believe. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, we're back. Segment number three. We've cleaned up the surprise party for Chris Cullen. Um, and now we're back to our regularly scheduled program. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Marcoux, Chris Cullen, part of the Believe Podcast Network, the Miami Dolphins and the NFL Draft. It happens every single year with mixed results. And this year, I'm sure will be no different here, Chris. But uh, we talked about free agency. We talked about the coaching staff. We had a massive party in the middle of the show. And now it's time to get back to business, get back to work, which is always hard. You know, you have a party and then you go back to work the next day. Um, but let's talk about the draft. I mean, we, we, we touched on it a little bit, but we haven't really started putting players and maybe perhaps uh, the strategy of the draft that, that Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer might employ. But let's just get into it here, Chris. Looking at this, our first overall pick is at uh, number 29 overall. And that is because the San Francisco 49ers did way better than they were supposed to. Thanks, Mike McDaniel. And now we're picking 29th. Uh, our next draft pick is 50th. And then I think we have like a huge delta from that to like 100. Uh, there's just a massive amount of time where there is no Miami Dolphins. So what do you think the strategy is going to be? Obviously, we'll know more once free agency has started and we start seeing who's going to be in the mix. But right now, what does your gut and your heart tell you the Miami Dolphins are going to be doing? Who are you targeting? Who would you like to see the Miami Dolphins go after here in this draft? So the first round is going to be super interesting being at the bottom of the draft because normally that's like a pit, right? You're like, oh, man, we're going to miss out on all the good guys. But with the draft being so weak at the quarterback position, it's going to be really weird. There's going to be you know linemen taken instead of quarterbacks. There's going to be – you know, you got Jacksonville with the number one overall pick. They're not taking a quarterback. They can either trade down or pick the best player available, which is good for them. Um, and there's a lot of teams with needs that, on, like, the defensive side of the ball with a, a lot of pass rushers and linebackers where somebody on offense could fall down to us. Here's what I'm thinking happens, though. And I really do like um, that linebacker from Georgia. Um, Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean. He keeps getting uh, mocked to us. And – that would be fantastic to pair with Baker and uh, with our pass rushers up front and safeties in the back. That gives us just a hard hitting. Um, it's great value at 29. That'd be great. I could see us doing one of three things, taking a linebacker like him. Um, if Ogba walks, we don't get him. I can see us going for a pass rusher. So that's my one, a one B two. I can see us going running back. If, if one's there, um, like the running back from Michigan state yeah. um, Walker, uh, I think it is. And if, you know, if he's there, why not? The value is fine at 29, especially with the importance of running back and uh, what we, what we plan to do as an offense. And then the third thing, and you brought it up and you, you teed this up perfectly. I've used my new golf clubs. Um, we can trade back. I can see us trading back because if those quarterbacks aren't going in the top 15, there's one, and I'm super biased because he went to the high school and middle school my son goes to and is going to, and he's been at camps. I've watched him play many games they keep mocking Sam Howell at the end of the first round. And I think that's ridiculous. I think he's got way more tape, uh, played way more games, more experience than some of these guys putting good tape on, I should say, Pickett and Coral, like just now got good, you know, like they've been like kind of mis mis mismatched or wishy-washy their first couple of years. And he's just been solid throughout. Um, so if there's a team like the Steelers, for example, that like maybe, uh, didn't go quarterback in the first round and they're sitting there with their second round pick and we're at 29 and we're like, Hey guys, open for business. Sam Howell's on the table still. 
I could see a team like that or the Colts trading up with us, us moving back, gaining some more mid-round picks because you just said there's a huge abyss of no picks for us and gathering more mid-round guys. That way we can, A, have cheaper con- contracts and, B, uh, pick up more young talent um, to, uh, to fill out our roster. So that's one of the three things I see us doing. Yeah, and it, you just said something that's kind of interesting that maybe as fans we don't think of very often. <clears throat> Having less first-round draft pick contracts and more second, third, fourth-round draft pick contracts make it very cap-friendly uh, for a team that's probably going to be big spenders that has some contracts coming up that they're going to have to make some uh, decisions on with Christian Wilkins and his fifth you know, uh, coming up as well as some others. I... I I'm not usually a fan of trading up or down. I kind of like staying where we are and getting the, the, you know, whoever falls to us. And that could still happen. But the more I think about this draft and the way I look at this as like a lot of like B, B plus type players, I don't see like future Hall of Famers written on just about anybody. I could be wrong, of course. But to me, this seems like one of those things where if you get somebody at 29 or 39, there's not that much difference between the talent level there. And when you think of like wide receiver, people keep mocking Jahan Dotson to us, who I look at OJ McDuff is going to kill me for this because he's a wide receiver from Penn State <clears throat> as another Ted Ginn. And I mean that maybe not for the right reasons either. I mean, he's a, he seems like a long strider. It seems like one of those things where unless he's wide open is probably going to be an issue to get him the ball. And this way, this Miami Dolphins offense isn't one that traditionally has worked with wide open wide receivers. I mean, Tua Tungavailoa is throwing, you know, passes that are uh, with very minimal, uh, I guess, wide openness. Highly contested. <laughs> highly contested. contested. There it is. That's that he, he threw more highly contested balls than anybody else. He was a risk taker back there. Um, but same way. I mean, even to Kobe Dean, the linebackers, the edge, it's a very deep draft. And I think the fall off from number one to like number 20 is very, very small. It's not a huge talent change. Now that can change if somebody falls to us, if a Trevor Penning somehow falls to us, you go get him, even though he's an offensive lineman. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Linderbaum. I'm a huge fan of him. Tyler Linderbaum. He's not going to fall to us, but if he did, I would say, yes, go get him, you know, stay where you're at, grab him and just high five yourself all the way back to Davy, Florida. But the more I look at this, I like the idea of sitting back, letting the chips fall where they are. And if a quarterback or even a running back, Chris is open and somebody wants to go up and get it, answer the phone and fall back five, six, seven places, get yourself another draft pick this year in between 50 and hundred, because there's a lot of talent that we are going to be missing out on if we just stay put. Um, so that's what I'd like to see them do is maybe just take a look at the draft board. If a, you know, if a huge can't miss talent lands in your lap, get them. If not, maybe pick up the phone and start calling other teams and going, Hey, I know you like one of these guys. What's it going to take? Give us an extra fourth rounder. Give us the third rounder and we'll, we'll scale back a little bit. We'll give you, you know, uh, one of our fourth rounders or something like that to make it equitable. I'm, I'm thinking I'm liking the idea of trading back out of the first round completely here, Chris. I love your method too, just because, um, it agrees with one of mine, but (laughs) also it's nice. It's stress-free, right. For a front office, sit there at 29, Patriots are kings of doing that. Like they did it with Mac Jones. They could have easily panic and trade it up and wasted draft capital. Instead, they sat back and their guy fell to them. And we're at that position where we're pretty solid on defense. The draft is all over the place. Like you said, just talent everywhere. Because so many guys, they're talking about NFL Network, so this is not my original thought. But it's something good to pass along. There's a lot of guys that opted back in, that opted out. So there is um, guys like that are – 
you know, Deer King, for example, should have been in the draft last year, but he'll be in this one because he took advantage of that extra year of eligibility because of COVID. So now you got the guys that are original seniors and like the double seniors <laughs> that are all in this draft. So it's overloaded with talent. So I agree 100%. <clears throat> you sit at 29. If that dream scenario happens, grab it. If not, make some phone calls, get, gather another third, move back into the, like, the top of the second round. So you have two picks right there, kind of almost back to back. Boom. It, it's beautiful. I, I think that's the best method. And that would be my best way to go. Yeah. And, and, and the other reason for that, too, is that I don't see us. I, I like Kenneth Walker. If he's there, I'd be happy. I mean, we had somebody on our Twitter spaces say that they would do amazingly absurd things if we got Kenneth Walker for the Miami <laughs> Dolphins. But, you know, Brees, say it, man. Say it, yeah. no, no, we're an adult uh, show. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> but Brees, Brees Hall's out there. Yeah, he, he absolutely knows. Damian Pierce is out there from Florida, who's an amazing blocking uh, running back. I, I think you can get talent in that third round. I don't know that we necessarily need to wait till a fifth, sixth, or seventh round to get a running back, but I don't know that we need to go first round on running back. I think there's a really, really good amount of value in running backs in the third and fourth round this year. I like and Isaiah I, Spiller from Isaiah Spiller is another really yeah. good one too. That, that he may become, he might be my personal favorite for the Miami Dolphins this year. Um, and I'm not exactly sure why, because I do like Kenneth Walker, but I really like Isaiah Spiller's game. I don't think he'll be there in the third round. But my point is. There's enough talent at running back. No matter what we do in free agency, I do think we need to spend a little bit of draft capital and focus on the running game to keep that pipeline going. I mean, look at what the 49ers did. They had a bunch of running backs back there and they all got injured. So they had to make their wide receiver a running back. I think you're going to see a pretty deep running back squad for the Miami Dolphins. And that's going to be a mixture of free agency and the draft. But I do think people are maybe sleeping on the fact that Miami Dolphins may go defense with their first two picks if, if nothing changes. Uh, there might be more value with the N'Kobe Dean uh, or an edge player at 50 than there is a wide receiver, offensive lineman, or running back. I don't know. I just I kind of feel like free agency is going to be offense, and the draft might be more focused on defensive <clears throat> holes being filled. Yeah, Literally. I'd be fine with us going – Heavy offense with uh, free agency is going BPA uh, during the draft. That That is just such a great way to let your board fall to you and not miss out on great talent. And that's something we did uh, too many times where we're like, oh, well, no, we have to do this position. And you're passing on TJ Watt. You're passing on Gronk. You're passing on Earl Thomas. And you're, you're, it, it, you're just overthinking it. And you're playing 3D chess when really just checkers gets the job done. Sit back, let a good player fall to you, and, and, and take, take uh, the best player available. Yeah, and I also <clears> – <throat> I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know that we need to spend a lot of draft capital, at least up front uh, on offensive linemen, because I do think we address that in free agency as well as coaching. But Matt Applebaum, Boston College offensive line coach. He's now our line coach. We talked about this on the last episode. He's got two guys, Zion Johnson and Alec Lindstrom. It would not surprise me if one of those guys is chosen. And if you're going to do that, you know, it's probably too high at 29 to get Zion. But if you were to trade back to like 36, 40 range, now, if Zion's there, it makes a whole heck of a lot of time. And then Alec Lindstrom is is looking like a third-round pick. He's not going to be there when we pick around 100, but it's way too early at 50. So I'm thinking, you know, you could do something where you trade back, get whoever it is you're going to get when you trade back, pick up that extra draft pick around the 75, 80 range. And now you got an offensive center that Matt Applebaum developed, that Matt Applebaum trusts, and you can maybe drop him in and maybe Dieter becomes a guard or backup center, whatever the case may be. So I, I think we have options. We're going to, I think we're going to be more creative than we typically are with trading. 
at least I hope so, because I think there's value in the volume of picks and we don't have that volume of picks right now, at least not, you know, in the second day of, of second, third, fourth round. <clears throat> so I think that's where the value is. And I think the Miami Dolphins are going to figure out a way to get that value by trading back a few times. Well, and, and let's do, you know, other than Waddle, um, that's where Chris Greer's bread and butter is, is the second, third round. He's been, he hits those almost every time. Xavier Howard, Gusecki. Um, so yeah, if we can gather more of those mid round picks, the guys that are your, your foundation of your team, you, you do it. Um, it, it the, the cool thing is for the draft this year, Sam, other than it being in Vegas, which is fucking awesome, is we do draft so late. So yeah. we get to really enjoy the whole spectacle of the draft before we pick, right? Normally we're picking like six and then like, oh, we're done. Oh, unless we trade back in, there's no more Dolphins news and it's over. Um, so this is going to be a long, smooth, warm massage draft with a big finish unless we trade out of the first round. <laughs> well, and the other thing too, we're talking about trading out and trading back, but I mean, I guess there is a possibility of the Miami Dolphins trading up in the draft because we don't have a lot of draft picks this year, but we do have draft picks next year. And if they do have somebody targeted like a Tyler Linderbaum, who, you know, is projected to go maybe in the top 20 and they're like, we just need that guy. You know, they could leverage one of their first round draft picks next year to go get that guy. Um, I, I'm, I don't know that that's a huge possibility, but it is a possibility that Miami Dolphins actually could trade up and leverage next year's strength, which is a plethora of picks to go get the guy this year. Yeah, all the possibilities are there, and that's what makes it so fun. I think really we'll have a better idea of what the draft looks like after free agency. Uh, once we see where we spend the money and, and when. So uh, stay tuned to Perfectville because the next month and two, next two months is just jam-packed with news and roster movements and uh it's gonna be fun it's gonna be a lot of fun and i uh, i can't wait to do this with you and me as you as a 35 year old me as an almost 40 year old enjoying talking about young men 22 years old telling them they suck or if they're good um but we are the authority because we are the mayors and the founders of the town of perfectville and uh, chris anything else you want to say mr birthday boy before we get out of here thanks everyone for the presence even john and chris chambers and omar and dally uh but especially Tua. Can't wait to get on the links and the Miami Dolphins, man. Hopefully, uh, yeah, my present comes true, Sam. And thank you for telling me the party, man. That means a lot. Well, happy birthday to you, uh, my partner in crime here, the the co-host, the co-founder, the co-something uh, of Perfectville. And with nothing else left to say, on behalf of Chris Colin and myself and the entire Believe Podcast Network, goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.